0: Hello and welcome back to the Southern English Lit Podcast. Today you are joined by Ellie, Athena, and Darcy. And we will be discussing the generation divide amongst the Burling family and Gerald in Priestley's and Inspector Calls.
1: So Ellie, how do you think Priestley immediately presents a generational divide in the opening scene?
0: So I think in Act 1, all the characters are very naive and ignorant and oblivious to all of the social injustices going going on just outside. However, um, I think you can immediately see there's a definite contrast in between Eric and Mr. Burling, because they con- they're constantly contradicting each other.
1: And Athena, how do you think Priestley uses dramatic irony to emphasise this? Priestley uses dramatic irony consistently
2: throughout the first act in Mr. Burling's speeches to explain his political ideas of capitalism. For example, he uses many declaratives to state how having a war is so absurd and how the Titanic will never sink. Priestley purposely includes these comedic declaratives to make Mr. Burling look ignorant in front of the audience. The play is set in 1912, but the play was first presented in 1945, so the audience has post-war knowledge that the war occurred twice and that the Titanic did sink. Additionally, as Mr. Burling is representing capitalism and is presented ignorantly, he is making capitalism, as a political view, look ignorant too. This was to add to Priestley's political message and views of socialism.
0: And I guess this is also highlighted when Eric says, well, "What about war?" and Mr. Burling replies, "That will make war impossible." And this kind of highlights his arrogance and ignorance of the situation. Okay.
1: We see Sheila is the first of the Burlings to admit responsibility. Why do you think this is? So I
0: think at the beginning of the play, she's very naive and childish, and this is potentially because she's one of the younger members of the Burling family. However, she quickly adapts to the, um, the inspector's socialist views. And the, and the inspector's almost like she's almost like the inspector's brainchild and opening her eyes to the social responsibility.
1: And how do you think this compares to Mrs. Burling's reaction?
0: So I think Mrs. Burling, she consistently denies any allegations towards her and Eva Smith and I guess this could be maybe because she's one of the older generations and she's also represents um, old money and aristocracy.
1: and Athena, how does Mrs. Burling's reaction compare to Mr. Burling's?
2: Mr. Burling Berth- also consistently argues his case of his declaratives, that he has done his duty. This again shows how Mr. Burling believes he holds no social responsibility. He attempts to victimise himself. This, compared to Sheila and Gerald and Eric's responses, shows that the younger generation has a greater understanding of social responsibility and that the older generation show no signs of a guilty conscience. As soon as the older generations confess, they go straight to trying to prove their case to make sure their status is not affected.
1: And final point, Gerald being sort of between the generations, how is he presented?
0: So I think he's presented as the connecting link between the older and younger generations, because we can see him consistently agreeing with Mr. Burling. So for example, he says, you couldn't have done anything else, and I believe you're right, sir. However, he also is one of the first to look for a solution to the problem of Eva Smith which may highlight his youth, potentially?
2: Yeah, I definitely think how he's the first to solve the, um, the problem and to make sure that the status is not affected shows that he belongs more to the older generation than to the younger generation um, and how after he confesses, he doesn't believe that he is guilty of the death of Eva Smith, unlike Sheila, and that shows that he's more alike to Mr Verling
1: now I've talked about all the characters. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you. Woo!